Maybe you're at a loss for meaningful, life-giving words these days. Not information or arguments or agendas, but wonder and hope that meet your empathetic and curious faith with a fresh word. We are a guild of pastors always rooted in ancient text, but friendly to laughter, art, sarcasm, and a bit of sacrilege. Wander with us while our perspectives, our attitudes, and our faith are altered for a new generation of being the church. We are Alter Guild. We are Alter Guild. We are Alter Guild. We are Alter Guild. After Jesus is born, after the shepherds and the wise men visit, after all of the gifts have been delivered and the baby has been sufficiently passed around, and Joseph and Mary are alone with their baby, what happens then? The Gospel of Luke says that after all of the hype and commotion of their son's birth, she treasured these words, presumably the words of the shepherds who were willing to tell the story of Jesus' birth and pondered them in her heart. Time to ponder is scarce these days, especially during what we've come to call the Christmas season. The noise and intensity and sparkle that envelops us from Thanksgiving to the New Year. Miriam pushes against that in this episode, making a case for the value of pondering. Ponder Part 1. Introversion. I'm a sucker for personality inventories. Do you like how I'm calling them inventories instead of tests so I can legitimate my claim that these are actual psychological tools instead of just BuzzFeed quizzes? To be clear, I am talking more about Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and StrengthsFinder than I am about which Harry Potter house would you be sorted into quizzes, although those have their place as well. I'm an Enneagram 2 with a one wing, which means I love people, but they annoy me sometimes. I think I'm an ENFP, though the first and last letters of that often change for me, And that basically means I'm extroverted, I think big picture, and I feel a lot of feelings. And I like to do things at the last minute. My top five strengths are empathy, connectivity, developer, strategic, and one other one that I can never remember. I've heard some people say they feel boxed in by personality types. They don't like them because they don't like to be told who they are. And I totally get that. I think the reason I like them is that they help remind me that there are other ways of operating in the world that aren't exactly like mine. For example, when I want to talk out something with my husband, I need to communicate clearly that the first thing that comes out of my mouth is literally just that. It's the first thought I'm having about the issue. Because for him, as an internal processor, the first thing that comes out of his mouth when we're talking about something is a fully formed thought he's been turning over for weeks. The one place I am on board with a criticism of personality typing is this kind of strict binary I feel like we've gotten into with introversion and extroversion. They've sort of become shorthand for social and antisocial which I know those who tend toward introversion don't super appreciate. But even beyond that, I don't buy that introverts are the only people who need quiet, who have deep self-awareness, who need time to stop and ponder. 
We were having an extended family gathering a couple years ago, and one of the kids, who was probably four at the time, walked inside and immediately started bawling. He ran upstairs as he cried, it is so loud in here. This time of year is loud. Every time of year is loud. But at Christmas, I find myself longing for the opposite. I long for less political shouting and strong arming and self-aggrandizement, and I long for more listening. I long for fewer bright, tinselly ads with happy, outdoorsy white people in the snow, and I long for more stillness. I long for less goal-orientedness and more meandering. I long for time and space to ponder these things, God being born, love incarnate coming to earth in my heart. Ponder part two, depression. Everyone's experience of depression is different. And I know I can't portray everyone's experience of their own mental health accurately. But I do know that for me, my depression comes from a longing to be still. It's the way my brain chemicals have been put together, but this particular combination of chemicals seems to have a reaction triggered when I'm pushing my body and mind and soul beyond what I know they can sanely do. My depression often comes around when I'm tired of binding myself so tightly with expectation and anxiety. It comes when I've hardened myself into efficiency and productivity. It comes when I have forgotten to ponder. It comes when I have forgotten to soften. And when it comes, I'm alone with it. I had a friend describe her depression this way. She said, it feels like a free fall and there's nothing to grasp onto. Another friend says he can't get out of bed because he can't face trying to do something and then have every part of him tell him how much he's going to fail at it. When I'm depressed, I feel simultaneously raw and fuzzy, like the world is brushing up against me with its rough edges and scratching me over and over again. So I have to numb myself to tune it out. I feel like I want to sleep for weeks and weeks. And while I long for clarity in my mind and body, I can't bring myself to do the things that I know might make that happen. But in the midst of all this, there's something else that happens. Sometimes. Not all the time. But sometimes my heart gets very warm. I start to feel some of the things that I haven't let myself feel. Someone once told me that depression is anger turned inward. And if I'm lucky, if my brain chemicals let me, I can let my heart burn for a little while. And if I can let myself feel that without eating some simple carbohydrate or scrolling through social media or making a to-do list to numb it out, I can feel my heart start to heal a little bit. This is what pondering feels like to me. It feels like a warm heart that allows itself to be wherever it needs to be. It feels like taking a deep breath 
after realizing I've been breathing shallow sips of air for a very, very long time. I wish it didn't take me getting knocked on my back emotionally for me to remember to ponder. And I don't want to glorify depression or say that our suffering is a gift because it's not. It's brokenness in our world and in our lives, and I would love nothing more than to be healed from it. But I wonder if a gift lies within the brokenness. If there's a nudge, for me anyway, to let my heart burn and have space to ponder. Alter Guild is hosted by Meta Herrick Carlson, Matthew Ian Fleming, Miriam Samuelson Roberts, and Derek Tronsgaard, with edits by Matt and Derek. Today's episode was written by Miriam Samuelson Roberts with music by Dotted Lines, Autumn Everywhere, Be Still the Earth, and Aaron Sprinkle. You can visit our website at alterguild.org, that's A-L-T-E-R, and find us on Twitter and Facebook at Alter Guild. To listen to more episodes or to subscribe, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else fine podcasts are sold. And if you like what we're doing, please leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in tomorrow for our next episode. And in the meantime, go in peace, listen, love, serve, and alter.